just, it is a Mother's Day that we can begin to think through. And in just a little bit, Sue is going to share some of the blessings in her life. And each one of us begin to count those blessings, count your blessings, name them one by one. We know the song, we know the idea that we should begin to, to as people, understand our blessings. As a pastor, as a dad, I have been blessed in so many ways. But to understand what blessing really means, we really have to go back into the Old Testament scripture and begin to see how much God wanted to bless God's people. Even in Genesis chapter 12, when Abraham comes to the fold and, and, and is asked to do some things, God says, I will bless you, and I'll make you into a nation of great people. Exodus chapter 3, when, when Moses is having this conversation, he asks God who he is. He says, I'm a God who wants to bless his people. God loves to bless. All the way through Scripture, God blesses the living creatures. God blesses mankind. God blesses the seventh day. God blesses Noah after the flood. God blesses Abraham. God blesses Sarai, Isaac, and Jacob. And it just continues and continues to us today. And the fact that we are a blessing today. We are also a blessing when we are around people. The nation of Israel was a blessing. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you, Scripture says. Even the Egyptian Potiphar was blessed through Joseph. And then Jacob blessed the Pharaoh through his presence. There are blessings all around. And the benefits and the blessing benefits are endless. I will bless those who bless you. People recognize that we are blessed people too. Laban in the Old Testament recognized that he was blessed through Jacob. And then we can also ask God to bless us. Jacob wrestled with God and said, bless me. And when we are blessed, we can bless people when we are blessed. Isaac blessed Jacob. Jacob blessed Joseph's kids. And blessings continue to this day. Blessing is, is not just a gift of excitement and financial gain. Blessing goes far beyond that. Blessing creates a state of mind, as we talked about last week. A happiness state of mind. As an electrician or electronics technician in my first calling, especially in the environment of electrical circuit boards, I learned one thing that was of key essential. Electricity loves to find the path of least resistance. We've heard this statement potentially in the past, and that's why lightning strikes like to hit high um, leveraged things, and, and lightning rods are set up so that those would be the path of least resistance to ground. And blessings come to people who are the path of least resistance for blessings. If you're finding yourself not blessed in life, it's particularly possible that you're not a path of least resistance. What I mean by that is we need to have a willingness factor. And that willingness factor looks like this. When we are blessed, we want to be a blessing. Because when we hold on to the blessing, God begins to see that and sees you as not a conduit, but a resistor. 
And in the electronics world, resistors hold back the electricity from going through it. And so when we become a path of resistance and not passing our blessings on, God begins to see that and looks for other people that are a more willing participant in the blessing. That's why I appreciate about the story of Job last week. That word, again, showed up in that story where God blessed Job. He saw Job and he saw his willingness factor. And do you have that same willingness factor? In hearing Sue's story, I began to see her as a person. Sue, you can come up now. As a person that has a high willingness factor. And Sue's going to share with us a little bit of her story of how she has been blessed to be a blessing. Right, Sue? Right. Do you feel like you're blessed to be a blessing, Sue? Yes, I do. That's awesome. And so I, I've heard your story, and that's one of the main reasons that I really said, you know what, Sue, the church has to hear this story and begin to see how you've been a blessing through this story. So let's go back. Let's go back in time, and let's go back to the, 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 the first blessing. And I understand you invited Christ's invitation to be your Savior in your 40s, just a couple of years ago, right? So what was your prayer life before that and your understanding of, of blessing? Well, I was uh, brought up Catholic. My mom was Catholic. And uh, so I, I went to catechism, and I went to Catholic schools, and I learned to recite the Lord's Prayer and the Hail Mary because if you sin, that's what you had to do for penance. But I didn't really understand them. And I went through life... About every third or fourth year, mom would say, got to go to church. So after church, we would go. She wouldn't go, but we, would, we went. Um, and then in 1990, uh, it was Valentine's Day, um, we got some news that my brother had been killed in a car accident. And I was devastated. I mean, I don't even remember the funeral. But that wasn't the worst of it. My sister had come home from Toronto, and because it was a closed casket, she refused to believe that he had died. And that was the beginning of her mental illness. Um, they, they told us later that there were probably signs when she was younger, and that catastrophic event set her off. So we were posted to Toronto um, in 97, and after six years of not seeing her, I found her on the streets of Toronto. And my only prayer was, and I felt guilty, because my only prayer was that the police would pick her up or she would get sick, and then she'd have to go in on a Form 1, and usually they only keep them for 48 hours but I talked to the doctor there who was an exchange doctor from England, Dr. Barber, and I said, 24 or 48 hours are not going to do a thing for her. So he agreed to keep her in for a week. And she was only allowed out if she promised she would go to a, a group home, which she did. 
And uh, she gave that up because it cost $37 a day, which could go to a woman with children. So she left the home. Later on, uh, five years later, she came to live with Steve and I, which I really, he's a blessing. <laughs> because he put up with her. Um, but then things changed. I started reading the Bible, looking through passages, probably not on a regular basis as I should have, but through God's grace, he allowed her to be healed. I mean, she's still mentally ill, but at least she's taking her medication and she's in her own apartment. And she has been for about five years. So that is a blessing from God. Those, those blessings that you talk about and, you know, just even the opportunity to recognize your, your blessing in your life, being able to pass that on your sister. What, what is it like now? Now it's completely different. Um, people probably don't see it in me. Um, because we all come to church, we say prayers as a group, and we're blessed. But I am so thankful now for all of the blessings that I have, for the home I have, for the family I have, for all that the Lord has given me. And I don't know if you know, you probably do as a pastor, if there's a hundred verses in the Bible talking about prayer. Can I read, can I read them all? Well, you might bless us with a hundred of them, but um, <laughs> people might not feel like you're blessing them with the ability to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them that, stuck, that stick out to me are James 4, verse 8. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And then in Ephesians 4, 6 and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing. Hang on. <laughs> don't be anxious. It'll flip for you. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding, will guard your heart and, re and minds through Jesus Christ. And those two stick out to me because I think... Silent prayer is also important, where you open up your heart to God to allow you to focus on what's important. Um, because of who Jesus is, um, we can, we have hope. Uh, we have blessings. Um, and there's, there's so much more that we have through Jesus Christ when we prayed through him. And, I mean, he gives us safety. He looks after us when we're ill. He comforts us when we're sad, when we have thoughts that are um, not really good, as I did with Patricia for the first while. And... There's just so much more to prayer 
that's important. And if I was to pray something right now, it would be that through Jesus Christ, that God would help me pray more and better today than I did yesterday. So important. Now, as far as Patricia, I know Patricia had kind of given you permission to share a little yeah. bit about her story and uh, the journey and, um, you know, you finding her in those places and, and being able to bless her as a sister. How, how are things now with Patricia? How can we be praying for Patricia? And, and maybe how will you continue to bless Patricia? Um, I pray for her almost every day. Um, because she, she's a light to me. Uh, she's going to church now. Uh, she serves at church. She does volunteer work. Um, she works volunteer at the hospital, plus she's a crossing guard. And I can all, and because where she is in Acton, Ontario, they have a program where they um, call her every three weeks and she goes in for a needle as opposed to taking medication. Because on medication, a lot of times, they will stop because they think they're better and they don't need it. And uh, I just love her to death. Mm. So good. Well, Sue, thank you for sharing and being willingness and being a conduit of least resistance for God's blessing. So thank you very much, Sue, in, in, in sharing today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. When it comes to Mother's Day, one of the hardest things is, as a pastor is trying to identify ways to bless mothers. Uh, in the past, you know, you've, as mothers, have received from the church uh, little gifts, roses maybe, or um, little spa kits, things like that. But I began to see the, the, um, the fruitlessness of the comparison between the blessing that you are as a mom and the recipients we as husbands, as sons, um, whoever we are in life, the, whatever gift we give is pales comparison to the gift that you have blessed us with. And when it comes to being a conduit, uh, you as mothers and those that are mothering figures are major blessing conduits. You receive your blessing from God and instantly that blessing is passed down to your children. It becomes instantaneous only, almost, like there is no resistance to God's blessing. And so as I've prayed about and thinking of the idea that it's not a gift that you need to receive physically, it's continued blessing from God. And as a pastor and as a father, as a husband, my opportunity to pray God's blessing upon you is massive. It's not a gift physically, it's a gift spiritually. And so I began to translate that into, well then what can I give that will be a blessing to mothers or to anybody that is a blessing? And so as you came in today, I wished each of you a happy Mother's Day that received these blessing cards. And I even passed them on to husbands, gifting them with the opportunity because they, I'm sure they've potentially forgotten to kids because I know they've forgotten that it's Mother's Day. So everybody now potentially, and if you don't have one, make sure you grab one from me on the way out. You'll see on the screen now that we are all blessed to be a blessing. 
And so this blessed to be a blessing card is an opportunity now for you um, to, in this moment, to begin to say, how can I bless this significant person in my life? The statement is, happy wife, happy life, right? I've thought about that idea, happy wife, happy life. But then happy mom, happy, well, there's nothing that rhymes with mom that I could think of. But then the only thing that came to my mind is when your mom is happy, which is the exact word of blessing, if you look at the translation of blessing, you can actually translate, and many of the Psalms translate it to happy. When you have a happy mom, you have a happy everything. Let's be honest with it. When your mother is blessed, that conduit, they are instantly wanting to bless their children, their husbands, the people around them. They are a conduit of blessing. Happy mom, happy everything. So today, we're going to spend the next little while as the worship team comes back because I've recognized that I didn't bless the worship team because there was one entire song that I cut out by coming up early. So we're actually going to give the opportunity to, to have the worship team come up and, and begin to, to prepare for those t- two songs again and close off a song. But in the midst of that, I want you to begin to think about that one person in your life. And if you have a pen with you, you can go ahead and write in there to that person. You can write the, their name. And then you can begin to, in this moment... Think about or write down how they have blessed you in so many ways and begin to list those blessings off. And then at the end of the service, I always pray a blessing. This is also your opportunity in this moment to pray to God. God, I'm praying this blessing upon this person. And I want you to bless them in these ways. So begin to think about that as the worship team begins because this is your opportunity to be a conduit of blessing